I got it. Hey, we got something new this week. Let's go. You know, our producer switched our song up, our intro song, but this is us. We call ourselves the Good Story. Tonight, we got a special guest with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, we like to welcome all of our new listeners, our old listeners, our potential listeners, and welcome in new listeners. Let's get a hand. A nice round of applause for everybody's new out tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your uh, support. Thank you for listening. So our special guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have Sione Poha. Sione Poha. <laughs> round of applause. Here we go. Here we go. Sione Poha is a former American football coach and former defensive tackle. He's still coaching. He used to play for the New York Jets. He previously served as a defensive line coach at the University of Utah, which school he played for. He announced his Utes. retirement from coaching on January 11, 2022. There you go. That's just a little bit about Sione. <laughs> just uh, a little bit. Just, just a little, little bit. bit. Uh, so, retired missionary served in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yep. Fun fact. Right on, cousin. Come on. I just wanted to throw that in was there it, was for the tongue, kids. Was it tongue speaking? For, for the kids. Was it tongue speaking? No, they ain't got yeah. tongue out there. Actually, you, they do have some tongue yeah. out there in Pittsburgh. Don't say don't. For the new. Yep. yep. Up in Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah. The news. Like, related to Inoke there? Yeah. Oh, like, nice. Philip New. Philip the the rocks like stunt double yes, yes. so anyway so I'm not gonna have you guys interview each other I know he's trying to like special what? guest exactly. I do apologize Sione Don't you know worry. we like to welcome Sione here on our Good Story podcast yeah. Sione tell us what you've been up to man it's been a while brother yeah it's been a while man I mean all of us have a uh, different uh, experiences with each other yeah. and associations and it's good to be here with you guys man and and thank you guys for having me on here but. Haven't been up to much, man. Just kind of just living life. Uh, nice. Just kind of give a little background story. Uh, born, raised here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes, uh, sir. I, I was raised on Home fry grown. raised on fry sauce and Chuckarama, man. Woo! Talk that yeah, talk. You know what I'm saying? Talk that <laughs> talk. What y'all know about that? What y'all know about that fry sauce? If you don't know nothing about fry sauce, people out there that's listening, please come to Utah. You'll find out. Them yeah. Australians don't know nothing about fry sauce. <laughs> but he's from here, bro. He's no, no, from no, here. no. He's been gone for. I mean, anyways, yeah, and yeah. so uh, you know, just born and raised here, man, and uh, just just a local town boy. Uh, been been uh, a few places in the United yeah. States, but I've always called Utah home. I always wanted to be here, man, and uh, went to East High School, kind of like Shrons mentioned before. Yeah, uh, went up there and played football. Went on LES mission, served in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Came back, played uh, for the Utes, University of Utah. Yeah. Uh, a great coach out there, uh, Ron McBride, recruited me. Nice. Mm. So I was up there. And oh, then, gee. Uh, now, did he recruit you or your yeah. parents? Which one well, did he okay, recruit? So because <laughs> you know, that's a, good you question, know, a lot of people back in the days, in order for you to get that good player, you got to go talk to the parents. Please well, let us know a little bit well, of that you know, experience. You know, back then, when you're a scrap like me, man, you don't have to recruit much. Man. Uh, so uh, I, I, I wasn't much. You know, I wasn't much. But, that, but I was one of those kids that, uh, you know, got to go to the Ron McBride camp and, and uh, just lived a few blocks from Utah. So yeah. had a real good connection relationship with him, and uh, he knew how parents function. Yeah, and uh, of course, obviously, obviously, you know they call him a person that revolutionized the way that recruiting Polynesians went. And oh, it yeah, was because he connected with the with the people. He had Steve Kafusi out there as a defensive line coach. So Jason mm. Kafusi is my best friend. Oh, and nice. So we went to high school together, yeah. did everything together. Where is Jason at now? UCLA. Uh, UCLA. Shout yeah. out to Jason. Uh, he's at Arizona. Arizona. 
Oh, he's at Arizona. Arizona. Yep. Arizona. Okay. So he's at Arizona now. So wherever he went, I went. Wherever I went, he went. And so we all went together, and, and his brother being up there and, and had a good experience there. Um, Coach McBride there for his last couple of years. Then with Coach Urban Meyer when he came in yeah. uh, from Bowling Green. was a new cat that came in and, and did some was good things up there. Was that your senior year? So that was my last two years. So oh, I was nice. two with Coach Mack. Coach, okay. Two with Urban Meyer, and then he left to Florida. Uh, yeah. And that was my last year. So, And then uh, my wonderful wife from Provo, Utah, man. She's Utah County maid. Happy Valley. And, uh, Happy Valley. So she's from here. And uh, obviously Strons is a, a sister cousin uh, with the Reno and, and all them from all the 2SL family. And so uh, we have four kids. Reno. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> number 20, huh? So just uh, my wife and I have four kids. Uh, been been a couple places. Been to New York. Congratulations! Yeah. I heard your your son went on his mission. Got a missionary yep. out. Yep. Congratulations! Got a missionary out. He's out in Alabama now. Wow! Roll tide. Oh, work. sorry. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> roll, got a roll tide for his mission, man. So nice. He's out there doing his deal. But other than that, not not much, man. Yeah. Just just living life. And I don't know. It. That sounds like a, a lot of a lot of much, <laughs> man. That's a lot. A lot, of, a lot a all lot, in between there. There's a lot yeah. going on. Oh yeah. I yeah. I got Great. something I, I wanted to ask. Now yeah. I, I've seen it because you know I don't really I'm not really familiar with it. But what is the mafu hat that Coach McBride always wear? Yeah. So uh, the mafu hat really just represented the culture that he wanted to establish. I mean, is that talk, what you guys say, mafu? Yeah, mafu. Because Samoan is spoiled. Yeah, but Tongan too. Tongan. Oh, same in Tongan. So right? what is it? Is acronym yeah, so, or something? Yeah, so it was an acronym. He he started way back when uh, he was at Arizona. He was a O line coach, and that's how it kind of formulated brought to Utah. That's with uh, Roy Mafala and all those guys. Oh, those yeah. guys oh yeah. Kind of, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's, yeah. So that was born of the OG. So you have to. Yeah. When you play Utah, you, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, you've got to know like your history and stuff like that. So he he brought that over. M start stands for mental toughness. A is for attitude, F is for fanatical effort, and U is for unity. And so nice. as you go into okay. that, was, that was pretty much the up. culture that we had up there. And so obviously everybody knew with, with the likes of those guys, Kautai, Alaval, like, mm-hmm. th- like that, that was the mentality yeah. mm-hmm. that we played with. And so that was the acronym for, for MAFU. Nice. A lot, of, a lot of big men that came out of University of Utah during yeah. your time. Mm-hmm. Coach McBride, like, like Strong said, knew how to – Recruit. recruit the yeah. Polynesian parents. families. Oh, yeah. Oh, parents. You got to recruit yeah. the parents, man. Yeah. So yeah. tell me, uh, as your son, also a University of Utah commit yep. and now on a mission, what was the difference with the recruiting now compared to when you were recruited by Coach McBride? Oh, Brown? man. Yeah, recruiting now is, 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 is super different. And, and I think it just <laughs> matches the players because the players are, are, are they're way better now. Uh, yeah. You know, with really? Noah Kingsley. Really? I mean, you look at those names that oh, come from yeah. Utah. I mean, you know, Ville as well. I mean, those, those, those are some dudes now. You know, back then, uh, if you weren't on KSL Sports uh, on Friday, they wouldn't find you. Nobody and knows. So, you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you, oh, just because Utah was not a Yeah. Well, I mean, and, 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 and I mean, internet didn't exist. I mean, nothing right. really. Has, so that you had to really make a name for yourself and, and be in the paper. And so now, because of, because of the internet and social media and stuff, you can really get out there. And so coaches can really recruit from their phone. Yeah. Uh, you know where you're at, what you're doing, how you're doing it, where they can contact you. And so it really just kind of, um, adds, uh, you know, gas to the fire in terms of recruiting. Uh, the so as coaches, your reach was further. Yeah, reach is further. You can, you can you could reach further. Um, but the principles still are the same, right? Yeah, hard right. worker, diligent, going yeah. to class, smart, and all those stuff. So so the reach is more. You can you can reach much. What's faster. the downside of that though? So say does it doesn't yeah. that kind of you can coaches could be a little bit lazy now that they don't necessarily got to be out. Yeah, you know so. Yeah. So I think the downfall of internet is just uh, understanding how to decipher information 
there's so much information mm. out there. You got you to gotta realize what's real, what's not real, mm. and, and you can give it what it's worth. And so you can't really. Kid puts on there, he's 6'7", but you show up and he's 6'2". Yeah, he's 6'2". You know? <laughs> yeah. he, he, he didn't tell you he was going to stand on the ladder when he yeah. got there. But, <laughs> or measure but, by their hair, right? Yeah. Isn't that how they did it? Yeah. So it's it's really like learning how to to decipher and, and really appropriate the value of the information that you're getting and where you're getting it from. And so whether you get it from 24-7, you're getting from rivals or the local newspaper or the coach, you take all that and you, you just gather as much information. The thing is you can't give one more than the other. You can't give one credit more but than the other. But as a coach, you've got to trust the, the, the outlets that are point. coming. Well, I guess as a coach, you verify, yeah. you know. Other I mean, than but right. you're not necessarily going to trust one outlet news outlet versus another. Yeah, you, you take it for what it's worth, right? Yeah. You gather as much information. And then as a coach, when you when you go and do your visits and, and you go see them or you have them come on campus, then you verify all the things that you kind of gathered about them. So it's really just using the information um, and, and sorting through it and say, okay, how can I make the best evaluation? Because when I go on the table for this guy, I got to go on the table for yeah. this guy. And so making sure that I get all the information I can, I can verify it with my eyes, collect as much as I can, whether it be film from a pylon or, or whatever, what have you, okay? And, and being able to come to the table just well rehearsed about that recruit. Mm -hmm. And so I guess information is good. All information is good if you give it its proper value. That makes sense. And so yeah. I, I think that's the thing as a coach. Shana, you've been uh, coaching, coaching Utah for the past five years, played at uh, for the Jets, great experience. And now you're doing something I think is very – Interesting, unique, and actually exciting for you. We talked a little bit off air about it. You have a coaches clinic coming up this yeah. weekend. Yep. Um, I think it's this Saturday and then August 6th, right? Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and what people can expect? Yeah. So, you know, mm. after I left, uh, you know, coaching football, I'm, I'm a life coach. And oh, nice. so what, what a life coach does, it's, it's really someone who kind of guides you, acts as a mentor, gives you some guidance in, in any area of life. And so mine specifically is really for leaders. So I really, I really coach leaders up on how to be like strong influences, how to elevate the performance of their players and stuff like that. But I'm not just talking about like leadership as like a CEO, CFO, a president, like any type of leadership. Yeah. Dude, it could be a dad. And so when I look Fair at a coach, especially in Look Luke, no more, Leroy. <laughs> And that's why that's why I follow Leroy. He, I mean, yeah. he's, he's a great leader himself in his own right. Um, but when I look at like coaching, especially in Little League, I, I got a clinic I set up. I look at a, a coach as a position, but it's a it has a leadership influence. Yeah. So, uh, and, and and like Strong's talked about, I, I got a, a couple clinics that are coming up, and this is kind of the reason why it happened. My, I pulled my boys out of out of Little League three times. Why? And really? Yeah. I, yeah. During so the season? Uh, yeah, during the season. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So when yeah, I, yeah, please. Leroy loves yeah. this. Yeah. So when I first came back, I pulled my boys out, and and uh, one of the reasons was they were doing a conditioning exercise, and the boys were running up the hill, and so the coach would grab a tennis ball, and if he could peg you. And he caught you, you'd have to come back down and yes. start the conditioning what? over again. I seen and that on TikTok. They were throwing a big old wheel. Yeah, tire I, I, I got that on my page. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And so, um, so I was like, okay. The, the following year, my so I pulled him out, and the following year, my other son, he was playing defensive tackle. So I was like, okay, that's cool. And uh, came game day, he played safety, and I asked him, well, what do you? What do you do as a safety? And he I said, he said, you just got to go down. He, they just told me come downhill, Dad. And I was thinking, oh, all right, okay. And so it hurt. So I took him out, and I think the, the the president, you know, and I could see why the president was like, "Hey, we get it, okay? We we get what you do, we get you what you've done, we we get what you're doing, but we're not like a powerhouse when it comes to manufacturing NFL players." So and I, I said, "You that. know what? I, I'm not pulling them out because of what I've yeah. done or what I do. 
what I really just want to know, like, I just want my boys to know what the A-gap is. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, w- I want them to know what the strong side is, and I want them to know what the weak side is. I just want them to, uh, and, and I kind of fra- I, I phrase, I phrase it like this. I just want you to know the arithmetic of football. Yeah. Because once okay. you get to high school, they're going to be teaching algebra. And if they're going back to teaching you what the multiplications or addition, subtraction, like you're kind of way behind the line. And so I really wasn't looking for them to create like the next, yeah. you know, big player or anything. I just want my kids to know the, uh, the basic arithmetic. <laughs> so I kind of looked at the problem or the challenge um, from a big view. And I thought, you know what, dude, like we've got, we've got men and women who are volunteering their time and they're, they're running from, yeah. a, they're running from a full-time job to come over here and run an hour of practice. And, and so what I thought was you can't just provide them a whistle and some cones and some pennies in the Northwest of the field and say, Oh yeah, there you go. Like that's, that's not the support they need. Like, yeah. they, they need training. Like they need help structure. Yeah. Because yeah. coaching is a skill. And so can we provide them with some type of training to at least get them trained up to at least give us know how to teach the kids. And so I thought, man, if, if you're a farmer and you got a seed, you got to take care of the seed while it's young. Yeah. And so if we're talking about these young, these young minds and these young kids, the better we can train the farmer, the stronger, the plant will grow. Oh, and yeah. so I thought, man, dude, we can resource these guys. We, we can really help these guys out. Not that there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with them. I mean, they got the greatest heart ever, man. They volunteered yeah. to, to have these kids is, is we're under resourcing them and it may be mis resourcing them with just giving them a whistle and assuming, Hey, you can do your job. You were a captain in high school. Okay. <laughs> you know, come on over. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, you want, Oh, you, you played here. You were all state, whatever. It's a little bit different because coaching is a skill. I and felt that I felt this way. Last week when my kids were at the, uh, like, they just started Little League football. Right. Right. And I noticed that the workshop that my kids were at, they kept running up and down the hill. Yeah. And I'm looking, I'm like, these guys, okay, I get it. Conditioning. Yeah, that's yeah. that's number one. But then I overhear the coaches like, yeah, if they don't listen, just one little thing. I'm just going to make them run, and that's going to and that's gonna run up our time. And then by the time oh, we're see, done, see. like, we don't have to train them too much. And I'm like, see, yes. this is why our team is Kaya. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, you wonder why we don't win games. And, and, you know, I'm at that point where, you know, we lose a game. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Right. Pat your kid on the shoulder. Well, better luck next time, man. I want my I want my kids to know what winning feels like right, at a young right, age. Right, right, you know right, what right. I mean. Right, like that's how no. I you're was you're exactly right. And and the thing is, man, like bless these guys' hearts, man. I mean, yeah, I get it. They're they're doing Volunteers. their deal. It's just, it's just that they don't have the resources to be able to help them. You know, because coaching is a skill. And so that's where I came out with the with the uh, great coaching one on one. As we know, like one on one is basically the basic the arithmetic of yeah. anything that and you that's do. That's the name of your English. coaching. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Great called, coaching one on one. Great coaching one on one. Yep. So August six is here in. Uh, in uh, Provo, Provo at Provo High School, and then we have one this Saturday that'll be at the Embassy Suites and up in Ogden. So hit up the. So the you don't have town. to check in with nobody because your wife is from Provo. Bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you're good, Shonen. I'm good, good. and that's why I could do this podcast because yeah. it's down here See? in Utah. So you guys got me unlimited. <laughs> Thanks, man. Sister Pola, for you know allowing Shonen to come out here. So to register, they just get, what, let just us go to that link. Yeah, there's a link on there on uh, so on my on Instagram Facebook? page oh, and Instagram. on my Facebook page. Okay. And Facebook and Instagram, and yeah. there's a QR code on. On there that people get on there but okay um so i i just feel like we just arm these guys man our yeah. kids will have a great experience really just the whole goal of it is just to have coaches deliver a great experience for their kids right yeah. we want them we've all been part of those teams where you walked away and been like dude 
that was awesome. Mm. You don't remember how many games you won or what yeah. the schemes are, but you had a great experience. And so if we could help the coaches by saying, hey, this is how you do it. And so the curriculum is not just a go in there and let me tell you my story. I've yeah. just kind of, I've developed a curriculum that covers five different phases. So one is the skill of coaching. Right. And so how do you how, how do you improve your skill of coaching? And so one of the concepts on there is clarity. Mm. Right. I'm not there to teach you X's and O's. The, it's really the skill of teaching. So clarity. So when we teach clarity, it's it's not detail. It's simplified. Like, how can I be really clear with this right. kid? And, and so get the clarity across from there. Yeah. Number two. Uh, and there's other concepts that go on with that. But number the second one is once you give clarity, are you giving support? Meaning. If I'm asking you to take a, if, I, if we're running 14 power, okay, and we're going to the right, and I'm, and I'm a running back coach, and I'm saying, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take a jab step to juke the linebacker and then come back and follow. The, and, and then when I provide the support, if I told you in clarity what I want you to do, I've, I got to provide you as a, as a coach. I got to provide you with the most support that you can't fail. Yeah. Like I've got to create the drills. I got to make sure you watch the right film. I got to, I got to draw it up on the whiteboard. I got to show you what the drill is for. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically when you provide support really is, can I provide so much support that you can't fail? Mm. Right. Have I provided you so much support that you can't fail? I look at it as the gospel. Mm. Heavenly father created this, that we can't fail, dude. Preach. He, 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 he said the ultimate one that we could just keep coming back, keep mm. getting better, right? So, and I know this is football. I mean, but, you know, as I talk about football, this I think is about not, that. Let it yeah, be clear. Right. This is <laughs> not a football it. show. This <laughs> is, right? So, I mean, this is a life show, yeah, right? You're, this, you're yeah, talking to a life coach. Life, so it's a family. family. Yeah. So, so, yeah. You, so you take concepts and patterns that, that are successful and, and you try to repeat them. So you, you provide a support. I, I know at the University of Utah, and I know at other colleges as well, they're, they're academics, right, is that they're so surrounded by support and I think at Utah, and I, I know at BYU and other institutions, there's like a ratio of like 25 to 1 support mm. staff. You got learning specialists, you got tutors, you got class checkers to that one kid. Like, you cannot fail. So when you look at, like, football, what can I do as a coach to make sure he doesn't fail? What support system do I need to put in place? Do I need to send it to the dad? Do I need to correct my drills? And it's really more than just telling him. Okay, so if a kid has support... He has the clarity. He has yeah. the support. He's practiced it so many times, and, and you've done his, everything as, your, as a coach to support him. And then three is transparency, mm. which is, 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 I call it transparency, uh, but really what it is is feedback without emotion, mm. right? And so the, re- the reason why we teach you that concept is we want you to give feedback with emotion but not from emotion. So validation. The, kind of validation, but here's, here's the reason why it's with emotion, not from emotion. Kids read the texture of your tone. They read the volume. They read the selection of words. They read your facial expressions before they even get the correction. Oh, yeah. So now when they go back to do the drill, they're trying to not do it right. They're trying to not make you mad. Uh, yeah. Right. I yeah. See that's, that. that's life, too. I see that. Right. Kids come in uh-huh. and they, they, they want to feel the temperature in the absolutely. house. Is dad mad? Is he in a good mood? Right. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's the same thing. And the kids react differently right. to that. React differently. And it's very temporary. Right. Right. And so that's why I'm, as a life coach, I love leadership because I feel kids and generations follow the leader. So if we improve the leadership, we can follow, we, we can improve the followership, if that makes mm, sense. Makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah. so if we can do our best, can, can I be more clear? Definitely. I mean, as I look at, I, I can be more clear. And so this concept not only works in football, but just in our overall leadership skills, whether we're dad or we're husband or we lead a youth group or something, can I be more clear? Can I provide more support? So if I'm telling a kid, hey, you know, um, if I'm a teacher, 
hey, you know, I want this assignment to be done by Friday. And we're done, right? Yeah. What kind of support did you provide, right? Okay, what can I do? You know what? I'll send a, a reminder text on Thursday, mm. right? I'll do a study group on Wednesday for guys to come in. And you know what? After Thursday, I'll ask, I'll ask the class right after, hey, after school, I'll be here. Anybody wants to finish the assignment, I'll be here to help you out. You think that kid's gonna? That's a lot of support. You, th you think that kid's gonna succeed? I mean, there, there's oh, no excuse. He better, no right? Yeah. You no gave him every he option. He or yeah. she better, yeah. right? No and, so, and so, and so, that's why I feel like that leadership skill is so important. And so, as as a football coach, those are the concepts that we go in. And so, in this clinic, when we go through it, we'll sit down and I'll say, "Okay, open up your playbooks. What do you need to be more clear about? Mm. How can you simplify it?" And so, when we talk about clarity, there's three things that we talk about: clarity, one, simplicity. Two, sequence. So as we look at football, your, your progression is your okay. sequence on track. For us, right, because we're all older, okay, f this sequence makes sense to us. Five equals two plus three. Mm. That makes sense to us. Right. Not to an eight-year-old. Mm -mm. Two plus three equals five makes sense to them. Mm. So in our adult mind, like the sequence to us makes sense because we can read it forwards and backwards to them. No. So we've got to understand what our sequence is and that as we do it. And then the third one we talked about is really the texture of the tone, right? The, the way you deliver it, yeah. okay? make sure it's with emotion. And so if you're excited with, for a kid, speak with incitement, uh, excitement, coach with coach with emotion, not from the emotion. Don't, don't coach cause you're upset. Don't coach. Right. Like, right? right. Cause that gets in the way of clarity. And so, yeah. It's that it's really those concepts that, that we what, teach. Johnny, if you uh, were my is... mentor, I would have been a doctor <laughs> or a rocket no. scientist right now. Because bro. Hobart, I just want you to be active. But anyways, <laughs> as we're uh, rolling into the the whole thing with yeah. the coaches, sometimes sometimes the coaches they don't. Pretty that's strong. another thing too. You have you have to take the coaches down a level because sometimes they're. They're giving all this information and they're not understanding that the kids don't understand. Right. So then they're frustrated right. and it becomes a, a challenge yeah. because you're like, what am I doing wrong? So this is a perfect thing because we need to teach our, our parents, our coaches to take a step down. Yeah. You know, take, yeah. You know, take a, There's, take a breather. No, you're exactly take a right. Breather. <laughs> <laughs> Inhale, exhale. There's a, there's a. There's a, a social winner. scientist. His name is Arthur C. Brooks. Mm. And he talks about, there's a book that he just wrote. It's called Strength to Strength. He, he, first time I got introduced to him was, I was watching a BYU um, a graduation commencement. And he spoke there. Mm. He's, he's not a member. He's, mm. he's Catholic. And, but he came and spoke there. And ever since that, I was like, man, I'm gravitating this guy. I'm on the same energy as this guy. So from strength to strength, he talks about as we, as we grow up, we acquire intelligence differently. And so as you grow up as a kid till you get about like 25, 30, it's all raw knowledge, right? And you're, you're just eating it up, right? Oh, yeah. But as you get a little bit older, okay, he says that strength is called crystallized intelligence, meaning we know the value behind the principle. So, mm. and so when we teach, we teach from a crystallized intelligence, meaning we teach from a, I know the value of that. Cause like, I experienced it. Cause I've experienced it. Right. The thing is, they don't know yet. Right. Because they haven't experienced it. They haven't. Right. right. And so that's why it's important to provide the support because because the support is going to substitute for what they haven't learned yet. That makes so sense. as you provide the support, that takes place of using, okay, well, this will that happen. This will happen. And so 
we've we've got to we've we've got to know how to teach according to their intelligence, but using the value of our experience. Yeah, for, if that right. makes sense. No, and no, so, it makes total sense because, like I said, it's frustrating as a coach because you, as a coach, say you were the captain of the team or you played ball, you're trying to give that information to six year olds that's trying to drink water of a fire hydrant. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, this is a valuable tool, especially in your coaching style and in this clinic that you're teaching these coaches and parents to be like, because you take this at home. Right. Because your kids come home, you're mad Absolutely. because they didn't do this, 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 Absolutely. this. But they don't understand that you're trying to help them. You're not doing this for your health, but they don't relay that. Right. They relay that as dad's be mad. A better dad. Dad's mad right now. He, right. He's, he's got, he gave me that look. But really, we gave you that look because we want you to be better. Yeah. Yeah. So, the thing is, as, as, as leaders, right, even in our families, we can go, go back and say, okay, even though I got I, I got this frustration inside, it, the situation will be better if I become more clear, if I provide more support, right? And if I'm more transparent, uh, you know, with my kids or, or with our players. It's, it's interesting. Um, oh, boy, uh, Steelers coach. Um, Tomlin? Yeah, Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. He had this interview, and he was talking to a bunch of ex-NFL players, and he was like, I run the coaching. And he says, I'm tired of people uh, talking about, you know, this guy's a hard learner. And then he says this, well, maybe he's a hard learner because your teaching is struggling. Mm, and, and you know what? I'll send that over to the <laughs> podcast video so you can see it. And, and when he said that, that's, I, that's was, facts. I was like, okay, real talk. Because the learner, learner can never excel the teacher. Right. So if the teacher can excel in, in, in their art, in their skill, in their, in their discipline, yeah. dude, how much better would the teacher be? That's why I, I tell mean, would the student be? That's why he's a five star. Because if I was better, he'd be a ten star. Anyway, because hey. I'm just saying, don't mess with Dude. the teacher. But if the teacher hits its ceiling, what does that do for the, the the players? That's what basically that's what it's saying is that if your teachers are struggling to a point where they can't relay the message because of the communication gap, your your, your players are out in limbo. Yeah, somewhere. Well, you well, know? I, I kind of look at it like this, right? And so you know, teachers and we're all teachers to some extent, right? Yeah. I, I compare it with a thumb drive that's like one terabyte, right? A thousand gigabytes of memory, okay? And then, a, like, let's say I had a laptop or this computer here that's probably has, like, 25 gigabytes of memory, right? So we'd say, hey, man, that this, um, this thumb drive is more powerful. It has more information, yeah. right? It's not. It's, it's, it's the laptop. Why? Because of the processor, so it's it's the way you process it. You can have all the information in the world, mm-hmm. right? But if you don't know how to uh, transmit it, if you if, if you're if you're not able to to transfer it, to process it, to know when to insert it, it and that's a yeah. skill. That's a skill of a teacher. You look at the Savior; he talked to his apostles a different way. He talked to the multitudes a different way. Talked to the Pharisees a different way. Talked to yeah, because talk he, that talk because you know? he because he knew different processes for different things, right. right? And so, as 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 and that's some that's a skill that we can acquire. Clarity is a process, right? It's it's a way of processing the information that I have to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, as a coach, or you know, we talked about the different types of intelligence. As a coach, what I am is I'm a decoder. Like I, I, I try to code from okay. I code from here and make it user friendly for my, for my kids. The thing is, we could we could help our coaches do that, man. And so mm-hmm. I think you know, if if we could help our coaches do that, could you imagine how much that would make? I mean, it, it not like what kind of difference that would make in our players, yeah. Like overall, so yeah. I I think, man, if we can get to a hundred coaches and each coach has you know forty kids, like 
we can make a big difference yeah. in terms of the arithmetic of understanding the arithmetic of football yeah. uh, in the state of Utah. So that's that's kind of been a mission of mine to be like, hey, if I can help awesome. all awesome. the coaches know like what, what's clarity, what's this. Uh, it's been, you know there, there's been a few attendees, and I know it's a kind of a new idea, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, coming out. But I think it's it's vital, man. Start it, yeah, it's yeah. start it. it. So and you know what's crazy, Shona, is when I when we listen to you talk, and I I know these two agree with me. You're coming from a place. You're really passionate about this. Oh, I can see. We can. I all three of us can see. Passion. Yeah. You're Drive. so passionate about Your this. Tone. Yeah. Co- yeah. Like everything compared to when you were coaching. I know you're. That was probably your job. You know, but. At what point in your life did you realize, man, I can make a difference somewhere else? Because don't get me wrong, coaching was great. Utah did great. You did great as a player, whatever. But to do this, it's more like kind of like a – this is something that you're passionate about. When did you realize this is what you wanted to I think, do? Was I think it during I, coaching? I think, well, I think I think, I think I've, I've I've always had it in me some, somehow. The thing is, like when I've been asked to do podcasts or when I go become a speaker somewhere, I've always spoke because it was because of something that I did do. Mm. Yeah. Like, oh, let's have him speak because he played in the NFL. Let's have him speak because he was a coach. Let's have, let's have him speak because he can do this. Right. Now I do this because that's what I do do. Right. I speak because that is what I do. And so, you know, when you talk about clarity and all these different principles, uh, you know, life coaches, they they gain their experience either by getting formal training, getting certified or or, you know, and add their stories and their Uh their stuff to it. So so all the concepts and principles that I've kind of identified are ones that I've experienced. So that's why you could feel it. Yeah. That's why you can feel it, because it's something that, that I've experienced. So when I talk about clarity, I think about Dan Quinn, who is the former um, head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Right. Okay, I was in my third year struggling, dude, like mm. struggling. Like when you get to NFL, like football is a different, it's a different deal. Like it's a different, like it's a business, yeah, right? It's work. You gotta yeah, work. It's, it's not a, it's not a playground anymore, you know? So yeah. I get there and I'm confused. I'm thinking, I'm not going to make this man. And Dan Quinn comes in. He's my coach, right? He sits down, he explains football to me. And I feel like I just discovered like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Like my mind just went boom. It just opened. Then I started to play strategically. I used to look at uh, formations and I used to just pin plays and and just call them out and all that stuff. And it elevated because of his clarity. Mm. So I don't speak clarity. I mean, I I could speak clarity and define it from, you know, from a textbook or, or how you define it, but I felt it. So when I, when I go and teach it, right. Yeah, yeah, I want you to memorize what it is, but like, I want you to feel what I feel. I want you to feel the clarity that I feel. Like, yeah. I want you to. Uh, so, so in that coaching skill, it's really how do you elevate performance? That's how you elevate performance. Clarity. Be a little bit more clear. How do I elevate performance? When I ask you to do something, provide as much support as I can for you to succeed. And then number three, be transparent with you. Just get feedback along the way. You don't think if you do those three things, you'll elevate performance? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Man. Right. If I if I'm teaching you to make mac and cheese, right. I, I got to make sure, okay, here's the direction. I'm not just, hey, make it, right? I'm yeah. like, okay, here you go. Here's the stove. Hey, I got a pot for you. Right. Right. And, I, and I got a measuring cup, even better, yeah. right? And, I, oh, I got a lid for it for the simmer time, okay? And I got a thermometer. You can check the water temp. Dude, you're, you're, gonna, you're not going to fail. So it's pretty much just providing the right tools. Providing, providing the, the right, right tools, tools to yes. the coaches and to the, the people. Yeah, yeah, providing a right, right system, right way of thinking. Culture. Because, yeah, right culture. Um, and so that's one of the... Uh, uh, things that we teach too. So there's five segments. One, uh, uh, a coach impact, then coaching skill, which we just talked about. Okay. How to build leadership and character on a team. And it's not like, Hey, let's get a main speaker to come and talk to us. No, like how do you really do that? And that belongs to culture. 
And then the third one is um, developing a plan, meaning how as, as a coach, helping them understand what is the progression for installing a offense or defense? What is the progression for? Because kids want to see the end result. They yeah. want to see. Yeah. See well, the whole I mean, you, you, you got all this work. You, you what got, are we doing? You got to train them the right way. Uh-huh. Right. And so like one of our progressions is if you're teaching someone a skill, like a new skill, number one, air, we call it air, right? Do it on air then do it on cones, then do it on bags, then do it on person, then do it in live. Mm. A lot of times we just run to live. Oh, let's scream at someone. Yeah. 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 Hey, dude, right? We're going live. Right. That's not the right support. <laughs> so, you so, familiar? So, you familiar? <laughs> so helping coaches go through a progression, right? And, 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 and do that. And so as they go through the progression, and then the, and then the last one is football IQ. Meaning when my kids leave here, I want them to know, okay, that's a, you know, that, that's a slot, you know, at, at, on different levels. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And so when they get, it's, it's just a progression. Like again, the rhythm, and I, I like doing the math thing because when you get to high school, you have to have the arithmetic down before you take calculus or, or algebra. So, so that's the progression that we have to take. And so those are all the five concepts that, that, that we cover in there. And so not only we do that, but uh, you know, I, I People ask me to do, come do motivational yeah. talks and stuff. I do that too, but so do I, you have to be certified? Sorry to cut you yeah, off. No, you're right. But do you have to be certified to be a life coach? Or uh, so, so some people what, get certified to understand. How do you consider yourself as a life coach? Yeah, because so I've been Leroy's life coach all his life. You know what I mean? And like the results show, <laughs> you're very successful. <laughs> Don't worry, your future is bright. Anyways, moving along here. Yeah, that so, wasn't a very good example. Yeah, so, so, so a life coach. There's, I'm there's, his only client. There's, there's different types of life coaches, and again, you, you get a life coach to help you in, in different phases in your life. Some people like like thought coaches, right? Some people, um, and so for me, what I do is my specific kind of niche is helping leaders become a greater influence. How do you, how do you, how do you increase your influence with someone? And when I talk about leaders, you know, again, we think about a position, okay? Well, leadership is three things, okay? Number one, it's the role. What's your role? Dad, president, CEO, okay? What's your responsibilities? This segment, the West Wing, my family, whatever, okay? For me, it's the third thing, the people, Right. Because yeah. you lead people. Yep. And so for me, it's really this. How do you increase the influence of. of and so I'll share one of them. OK. How, how do you increase your influence with someone? Number one. Connection. Uh, you got to really connect with someone. Yeah. And so there's three things that help us to connect with people. One of them is it starts with you first. So if, if you and me have our cell phones and we're talking right, your cell phone can have all four bars of connection. But if mine doesn't have no bars of connection. I can't call you as good as yours is. So connection begins with yourself, meaning when you connect with someone, make sure that it comes from a place of love, care, and concern. Okay. Uh, Dr. Ogletree said this about Jesus. He says, one of the things that made him a strong connector was his ability to love, have love, care, and connection. LCC. Right. So when, so when I, when, when we meet, right. That's why Omar failed. He didn't love me. (laughs) He just cared and connected. Uh, Connected. So when you connect with someone, you got to like kind of check yourself and say, okay, oh, this kid's a star player. I got to have him on my team. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Where's that at? And then now what happens is that your energy of coaching shifts, changes, right? Now the incentives are different. Okay. Now you're, you're, you're going to, you're, you're, you're going from a different frequency. You're not going to get the best from that kid. Okay. Uh, You'll get pretty good, but not the best. So number one, make sure you're coming from a place of love, care, and concern. Number three, empathy, huge empathy. Meaning, meaning when I look at a situation, I, I, I look at it, um, 
you know, I'm looking at it from my market. You got you got you got to go to the other side and look at it. So let's say you know I'm I'm coaching a a high school kid, and he comes late to a class, right, or or, or something. Okay, the kid comes there, and and I'm getting down on him, right, just coming from emotion, and I'm looking, and I'm like, you know, and, and I don't even, I, I say I, I'm sympathetic because I'm, oh, you ran out of gas, right? But if I'm empathetic, right, I would go around, get off my chair, go around and see where he's coming from, and and little would I know that. Maybe he had a long night because he had to take his mom to work. Yeah. Or he had to do part-time, you know. Or he had to do a part-time. Yeah. Right, right. And do you see how all this more is reflective on the leader? Yeah. yeah. Not the follower, no. right? So I got to go around and, 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 and maybe he had a part-time job, had to drop off his mom. His sister missed her homework at kindergarten. Okay. If we, if we be empathetic from that, like how much better of a human being correlation, that connection will be right. if I'm more empathetic. Take time to really just sit down and listen. But it, it's a skill because now the yes. coaches and the teachers have to find out. You have to find out because have to. some just assume. Have to. You know, he's yeah. an everyday kid, yeah. but not everybody. And that's what that whole saying is. Be, be be aware that you're not, you don't know what everybody's going through during the day. Absolutely. You know, so. Yeah. And, and taking, like you said, taking the time to really go out. You take know, the time, yeah. Um, I go back to the master teacher, right? And, uh. You know, when there was that lady who was about to get stoned, it was interesting. I look at the positions, right? So he came up, the Pharisees had the rocks in their hands, getting ready to throw it at her, right? Standing up above her, she's on the ground. He goes, gets down on the same level, and then give her the counsel from that level, right? Go yeah. and sin no more, right? He didn't offer it from up from here. Up there. So, I, and I know, you know, that's just the way I looked at it, right? Is I was like, wow, well, look at his, the position. Like the Pharisees were ones that kind of, they, they held the commandments, they understood it, they knew it, they could recite it. And he says, you know what? No, let, let, me, let me come down. Let me get on that level. Let me understand. Okay, you got a part-time job. You got to drop off your sister. And then he gave counsel from then. So empathy, that, that's what empathy to me. So More impactful. if you could do that to someone, <clears throat> like, could you imagine like how much of an influence you'd be? Right? Oh, yeah. And so I say this, yeah. and as we teach it in coaching, there's no play that you can call. If you're third in inches and your running back needs to get that first down, right? You can call whatever call you want, right? When that running back looks at you and you have that connection, you have that influence and he's down for you. They'll run don't, through a wall. He's going to run through a wall. Right. That's why people yeah. run through a or wall. on the opposite end. They're going to look at you, and if they don't believe in you, Absolutely. that's it. Right. You know, if, it's, if, they, if they're not connected they to care. you, they're not going to do that. And, and I've been, like you talked about the, the team that won state yeah. with, with, uh, with East yep. and some of the players that were on there. I've been around kids that there's no way we should have won these championships. Mm. They, if you looked at these, these teams that came from Orem, there's no way. Right. I mean, they had a couple good players and stuff like that, but 11-man football is 11-man football. Yes, sir. But the Only belief, way if you pay them off. But the belief – that they yes. had in a coach. It's always a way. I mean, you you could be the the best ex in his mm -hmm. old coach that in the world, but if your kids don't believe in you, right. the, there's something different. Right. And the opportunity for, for coaches and for parents to get into this clinic, I think is huge. Yeah. Because yeah. it translates not only on the football field, yeah, but leadership, at home. At home. At home. It's just all leadership. How many seminars have you had so far? So we've had three already, uh -huh. uh, and then we've got three more going out. And so I just wanted to hit the, the whole month of July. And, and, Man, and Shannon, what's awesome. the feedback? Yeah, give us it's, some of the feedback. Yeah, it's been good. You've you yeah, had a lot of high school coaches come in. Yeah, uh, not so many high school yeah. coaches. I've done somewhat. So I do a leadership training with with high school coaches. Alta has done it before. They, they've been doing it since January, and so mm. really going to teach this, these concepts and okay. and kind of coach them through it. And so uh, some of the feedback is like, 
when some of these coaches come, they think it's more like schematics, right? right? Oh, yeah. And so yeah. I'm like, hey, schematics is for you. That's the fun part, right? You can right. drop whatever that's you, you want. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, that's you, right? Get on Madden. I, I, I just want to help you deliver your schematics to the kids so that mm-hmm. they, so a lot of them, you know, um, a lot of them. Were they open? You know what? They were, they were surprised. Yeah, because they weren't expecting this. Because they're like, clarity, dang it, I knew that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right there in front of you. Like I knew it. Like like I know it. Right, mm-hmm. and now they're like, "Okay, clarity is for real." Let me and step so, back. Yeah, let and me so, step back. Yeah, and so that's the thing. Like with football, as, as as we coach it, you know, we you know we all grew up where where we had gum on our mouthpieces and stuff like that. You know, kids <laughs> nowadays they don't have that, and so we we think about like, oh, you know, kids are are different nowadays. No, as as leaders, right? As people as leaders, we've got a transition. Okay, we were so used to being in the nineteen seventies model GMC, right, pickup truck. Right. We got Teslas now. Okay. So we've got to change our manual. Okay. That's a good point. But the principles are still the same. Meaning you still gotta put your seatbelt on, you still gotta drive on your speed, speed limit. limit. So so when I talk about those principles in terms of, of, of leadership is clarity still clarity. Is the is clarity from back then? It's clarity now, clarity <laughs> to the future, right? Connection, okay, uh feedback, transparency. Those so those are the principles that remain the same. Yeah. We just gotta do it to a Tesla model, because that's what these kids are now. Right. So knowing what you know now, Shana, it's great, great stuff. Like, <laughs> is there a moment in your life, if you're looking back, like, what do you know now that could have helped you back then? At a, at a at either a high point or a low point of your life, you know, like during your NFL career, your college career, like, you got a yeah, man. I I don't know story if you can share with us a little. <sighs> Summarized one. Well, well, I think I, f- I feel like life. You, you learn life two ways: one by instruction, two by experience. Right, and they both they both teach you how you're supposed to learn. And so, whether there were downfalls or anything that I had, um, you know, for instance, um, uh, I got released from the Jets because of a back issue. Right, uh, the group and, like because you couldn't play the keyboard or. Uh, oh. yeah. my base, my base skills. My bad. My bad. It was my vi- right uh, profile in my, uh, guy, in my yeah. voice box. <laughs> but um, you know, I I got I got I got released from there. Expected to come back right, uh. and and finish out my contract. I was on my on my third deal, um, and so they were like, "Hey, we're gonna have to cut you because we want to. We, we've got to make some cap room, and so we've got to cut you, Bart Scott. There was a bunch of us. Yep. Uh, Camardi, Revis. I mean, that, that defense was yeah." We're pretty dangerous. And so um, they said, okay, come back. But I, me and my wife felt like, okay, this is our way to be like, okay, we're done with football. And then we came back really? to Utah. So so I think about like things like that. Like would I go back and do it differently? Not really. I felt I felt there was lessons that I had to learn. I came back, uh, got associated with the people out in Bountiful. Uh-huh. And, I, and I love the people in Bountiful. Uh, had, had a congregation there that I was able to – to, to serve and man what if i would have missed those experiences yeah right? so yeah uh like like um steve Jobs says you can never make sense of life going forward but when you look back you can connect the dots and i think he gave that at a graduation wow. thing at, at stanford so when you look back you connect them and you you can't see you you can't see yourself connecting it any other yeah. way if that makes sense so. yeah well i mean i always say life is does things don't happen by chance absolutely and so an opportunity because you don't have a manual. You really don't know, right. especially going into the, the football, all that. Like I said, we, we weren't really talking about football. We wanted to talk about oh, let's life. Do. You know, <laughs> right, and we yeah. wanted we wanted to talk about things and, and I'll tell you this before we jump off this thing, we were talking a little bit about 
teaching the kids and, and being able to coaches being able to relate. I remember sitting in a meeting when coaches, I'm not going to say who, <laughs> came to the school to talk to a particular player. And you guys formulated, and this is for all you high school seniors out there, <laughs> sat in an interview, listened to this kid, and the coach from the college gave him a scenario during a game situation and said, if this player moves here, who do you have to block? Or who do you have, mm-hmm. if this linebacker slides over to this gap, what is the call? Right. And I listened to a kid said, I don't know. Mm. So whose fault is that? Right. You know, if the player was prepared by the coach, because you're talking about the little kid's league. fault. You're, you're talking about little league. <laughs> I mean, but you're talking about little league. As the kid continues to grow, that coach has to grow too. Yes. So if he feels like, hey, look, I'm only, I'm only a, a little league coach. If that's your plan, great. But you got guys that aspire to learn more because that's what this life is about. Right progression right so as this kid is progressing from little league you know to right high school and now he's trying to get college to get that free education the coaches didn't prepare that player right you know right. and so as a coach in your seminars that's something that is crucial yeah that your preparation is going to be the preparation of your right player. absolutely absolutely because because so. because because your skill as a coach bleeds down to the players, which then bleeds down to the execution, yeah. which, you know, it, 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 it all ripples. And, and we do it on a college level, right? Every January we go to the, the coaches um, conference that they have. And so we always and we call it professional development, but there's nothing for the, the, the most the most like basic level of football, which is our, our young coaches. Right. right. And so I'm like, dude, like they they need something like they need some they need some training. They need mm-hmm. they need some help. Um, they, they need some resources, right? Because, dude, they're just going off what they know, you know? Yeah. And, and when you talk about update, right? We all have phones here, right? How many times we get, like, uh, you got a new version or you got a software right, right, update, yeah. right? Yeah. No wonder our phones are smarter than us. They get updated all the time. while we're sleeping. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? But yeah. that, was, that was a big lesson. So what do we, what do, like, how are we updating? Right. Well, what, right. Are you, it, what are you doing to add abs- to your portfolio? Absolutely. You absolutely. Know? So, uh, just before we jump off that, that's just All something right. I want to give a little nugget out that. there to those guys that, you know, you're preparing yourself because coaches prepare your players because the coaches from these D1 schools, Power 5 schools will come in and they'll check, they'll write a scheme on the on the dry erasure board yeah. and they will give the player that pen and say, what is your call? The stuff that they you see on ESPN on those coaches show where they have the, after they get drafted, they should, yeah. that's yeah. real life stuff. Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. they do yeah, at this level. Yep. So that could be the difference between your parents paying 200 $300,000 college or nothing. You know what I mean? So you're absolutely right. Be, be prepared to answer those questions because parents it's coming. Well, I got know? this, I got this experience. So, so as, as I talk about this, I had to evolve as a coach too. Mm. You know, when I, when I was at, I, I started as a, as, as a student coach in 2015 and uh, coach P said, Hey, just take the, take the D line, go ahead and do what you got to do. <laughs> and so I was like, all right. So I was a dumb player. So I had to really have things simplified. So I looked at like, how would I like to receive information? Right. And so, uh, I had John, uh, no, I had, uh, Low Lotulele and Flip Mokofisi and Steve Tuikovalatu. Your first year as a coach. And Sandy Fawanuku. Oh, it's like home run, right? (laughs) The only thing I had to do was like, was like not mess up. But I I was like, okay, so I'm sitting here from a crystallized intelligence. Mm. What can I do to add value? So easy to coach those guys. Then I then I go to Navy. Then I come back, and as, a, as when I come back, then I have uh, Lecky Fotu oh, and man. John Benassini. Right? Oh man! So I'm sitting here like, okay, here it is in the bag again. Okay, and then the following year I have Hawati and Viane, but then I had Junior uh, 
Junior Tafuna and mm. Aliki Vimahe, both right. freshmen. Mm. So I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I can't teach the way that I have to teach. So I have to, I have to make sure that I'm clear, provide the support, right, and give them feedback. And so, yeah. so I, I've had a chance to do it as a coach, right? And and Junior ended up becoming like the mm. defensive player, freshman Pac-12. defensive player of the Pac-12 yeah. and, and, and all that stuff, which is a credit to him. You know, what I mean, it's, it's a credit to him because teachers only as good as the learner. I get this, I get this text mm. two days ago, right here, surrounds. Oh, when was it? Oh, Monday. He said, hey, coach, I'm, um, I'm home for good, and I'm going to be coaching D-line at West Jordan. Just looking at our Google Classroom, because I used Google Classroom. Oh, that's how you taught? Yeah. Your, well, your players. Well, that's how I provided the support. The support. Yeah. So the information me. they could be able to log on and Absolutely. see what you guys talked about. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd give quizzes and stuff. So it wasn't necessarily just on the board, and then we go practice. And, and you can track them because oh, you can see them log yep. in. So yep. that's smart. Yeah. And then nice. as I got in Google Classroom, right, I put videos and teaching tapes. So I, I made sure, I was like, dude, I got to provide the support to make sure this guy uh, thrives. He goes, I was just looking at our classroom for something uh, to teach the D-line boys here. Just wanted to say you were the best coach in Opal as well, Ofatu. It wasn't that I was the best coach. Is that he felt that he was being coached because you provided the correct, you, correct yes, information, yeah. Yeah. provided the tools yeah. that he can do, and you now he's trying to grab. Yeah. Now yeah. he's trying to get those same tools to relate right. to the next. And piece. so now he's like, "Coach is not what about you is not what you've done, but what you can help someone else to do." Yeah. So having stuff like that and just the different experiences, you talk about, you know, how does a life coach become a, yeah. a, a life coach, right? Well, you can be a self-proclaimed life coach, which I kind of am a little bit, or some people go get like general training through like the coaching life school. Uh, a buddy of mine, um, he's he's kind of in a coaching program. It's called Becoming Your Best Self. I took that class uh, and I just, I took that course. It was like an eight week course and I took it just to be a better coach. I didn't know it was and after he was like, "Hey, you're you're a certified life coach." I'm like, well, "What does that mean?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm just trying to help my guys." You know, that's, yeah. that's I wanted to update. Right, that made sense. And right. so, yep, yep. And so after that, he was like, "Hey, you know, you can do something with this." And uh, I was like, "All right, you know." So yeah. so so you sharpening can, those tools, yeah, sharpening Get, those tools. So hey, Leroy, anyways, before it, I want to switch over to something that. I, a lot of our listeners don't know about this one. If they follow him, they know this. Oh, I want to talk about stepping too. I've been waiting. <laughs> thank you. I've been waiting. <laughs> yeah. Because Bro, we, we want to get off that. See, that's why Leroy, he, no, no. he does what I think. Because, <laughs> okay. he, because John's a stepper himself and also. Yeah. He'll tell you. He'll tell you but that I, you're a good stepper. That's, that's the thing I, I haven't tried yet. Yeah. And I'm saying if you're as good as relaying the message on coaching that I hear, because I've listened, I've saw some of the little clips on Facebook. Man, it made me want to step up and, and step yeah, up. Stocking. But Strawn <laughs> said the difference between your stepping and everybody else out there is your playlist. Now that you know, I'm hollering at that. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk to that playlist because I've never stepped before. Because I can't come in there if you playing Capenna. <laughs> you know, so I can't. I can't my walk son in. So I, I ain't doing it. You know, so right. Tell us a little so bit. Yeah, how, yeah. How'd you get involved with that the show? Fitness the, thing, the, as we, everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because, so, so because I'll tell you this, like a coach told me, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Everything. And that yeah. could be negative and a positive thing. Right. You lazy, you do it. But right. because I see the, the 
the passion in that. Let's let's talk about the from the coaching step in. to stepping to making signings. How you do it all? Huh? Ah, yeah. How you do what? Yeah, how you do know. everything? You know? Yeah. So I got into stepping uh, two thousand uh, last year in February, right? And so I would just see like people like stepping yeah. and. Uh, you know, some of my boy, I, like some of the first guys I've seen stepping, like I've seen Fahu do it a couple of times. And I'm no, like, oh, not my oh, brother. I was like, my brother is oh, out the there doing it. <laughs> but, but, you know, he was doing it. I was like, wow, that's cool. Now, I, I, I what kind of attracted me to it, because um, I used to DJ in high school as a job. Here we go. And so what was your DJ I, name? I, 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 liked, I liked music. DJ Beckanene was was my DJ, DJ Beckanene. Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? Okay. All right, so Beckanene means like a, it's like, like a firearm or a machine gun. <laughs> this is why... DJ Beckham then it happened. <laughs> so um, my parents, uh, I was like 15. I couldn't go to any dances and stuff until I was 16. And so I, I figured, hey, a way I can get in is if I try to DJ. be a DJ. <laughs> so my parents would let me go DJ dances and do seminary dances and school dances. And uh, I, I, I got this board off of a, a garage sale, right? It was like a mixer board. And it had one sample on there. And the sample was like, right? Like a machine gun. So, so I'd play at the dance, right? I throw, I, I, I throw down some like uh, some biggie. Yep. I throw down some biggie and stuff. And so that's the only button I had. I kept playing it. So all my other buddies, like Jason, Samus, and all, they'd be like, DJ Beckett, and then because that was the only sample that I had. So, bang, bang. so yeah, so, so okay, that, that okay. stuck with me. But for for Steph, I, like I love music, but I hate treadmills. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't do treadmills and stuff like yeah. that. And so I figured, okay, let, let's just try this. And uh, Tony Fa, you know, is, is the person that brought it here to Utah, mm -hmm. kind of just built the brand. Um, and so Tony Fa, good, you know, a brother to me. And so we we grew up in young adults and. He came from the Bay Area and then, you know, resides here. And so I seen Tony do it. Made me a little bit more comfortable. And then uh, before we went, my wife, my wife had been doing step for a long time. Uh, she'd been doing it like during COVID and she had the videos. Nice. And I still feel Phil Whedon. And, and, but I just wasn't really into it and, until I started hearing the music. And I asked my wife, like, teach me some of the steps. She taught me. We did step in our basement for a couple of weeks. Then I went to a class that I just felt the energy. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, dude, I'm about this energy. Right. Yeah. And then I thought, okay. What if you played this song? DJ picking in So I thought, okay, what if you played this song? You know, what if you played this song? What if you played this song? Yeah. Then I thought, man, why don't you, like, instead of requesting it, why don't you become an instructor? So I ended up getting certified nice. uh, last man, you year. you got a bunch of certifications. Yeah. I know, man. <laughs> DJ certification. You got hey, coaching certified for life, certification. baby. Okay. So I ended up get, uh, getting certified and, uh, and and really going there. But but what's really been kind of moving as, a, as an instructor is that everybody comes there for a different reason. Yeah. Right? And whether to decompress, unload, or just get re-encouraged. You know, people come there for different reasons. And yeah. I know we can say, hey, you know, it's going for a workout. I mean, that's a byproduct of, of probably why people come there. And so I know I noticed for me, you know, when I work on uh, life coaching stuff and, and when I got to go teach a class, like it's just a release for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And I and I and I there's, there's nothing like slapping on some Bobby Brown and right. Just acting silly. Man. Man. You know what I'm saying? Or that's, taking that's it back. Or the deal. I'm going to have to text you. You can give me that playlist first before, <laughs> before I start stepping. Let me do my own moves in my own You're room. Just like me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Give it to do me. you have a class for beginners? Because we don't know none of the uh, whatever no, jump I, shot yeah, stuff. Jump shot all knee that. and all that. I, I got rhythm. I can learn it. I don't know about these other two guys. Straight, I can't. Well, he, he hey, probably the basic three stepper. knees. Speaking yep. of back in the days, someone told me to ask about, tell us about Troop 
2576, man. Uh, that's, uh, that's my Boy uh, Scout number, man. Oh, uh, nice. You know, I'm a... I was uh, born and raised in Salt Lake City. Went yeah. to Liberty Third Ward. So uh, you're Eagle Scout. Yep, Eagle Scout. I'm man, a hawk. we we went <laughs> to Emerson. I know where Liberty Wells <laughs> is at. Liberty. Yep. Okay, so okay. so yeah, two five seven six man is the is, is where my uh, my boyhood got to develop. You know, going camping and, nice. and doing all those things and just really uh, establishing those relationships. Uh, my dad was a scout master, and so you know how all the OGs come together yeah. and do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, as, you as, do as, it right. Yeah, as much Me as and got kicked two out lines, of two scouting. lines, two lines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got kicked out of. We're hot so, scouts. Yeah. I mean, you guys got to. You know what? We got to have a step one of these days and have you guys come over, man. So let, let's know what, what is the regular schedule. Where do you? What does this happen? <laughs> Are you doing it online? Is this a Zoom step? Like, what's going on? Yeah, usually, uh, usually on my uh, Facebook page, I'll po- post the the schedules and classes. Yeah. I go from from different places. They got places out here in Utah County. I know Tilly and Boney teach. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tilly and Boney teach. We right now. You don't um, have to have an explanation on why you wear yoga shorts. <laughs> I tell you, man, a lot of a lot of people follow Shone and Katie when they go out and do their steps. Um, I just want to talk a little bit, Shone. Can you kind of let the people know here, especially in the Valley, Salt Lake, Utah County, this Sunday what you guys got going on? Uh, Come follow me. Uh, fireside for the for the YSA young yeah. single adults. Yep. What you guys got? Going so on? so um, uh, our state president called my wife and I to be uh, institute instructors, right? Nice. And so we've we've been teaching institute on Thursdays. Uh, ended up moving it to to Sundays, but it really is uh, just a fireside to 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 help the young adults, help engage them in their learning and growing process. They need that. That makes sense. Yeah. Where they, is this going to be at? Salt Lake? Uh, yeah, it's going to be in Salt Lake. Uh, South Jordan. South, South, Jordan. South Jordan State Center. And so we're really just talking about, you know, how powerful they are and how more powerful they can be if they if they get entrenched in the words and, and really just take the principles in there and, and, and really help them in that guiding. Again, providing clarity. Yeah. Giving them support. Giving them transparency along the way. They're growing just like us. Oh, right? yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, Kingsley and Toledo, make sure you guys get out there. <laughs> and so that's why that's why I'm a, I'm a big advocate for leadership and helping us, like, become better leaders. Because that's, you know, we say, okay, they're the future. Well, we develop the future, yeah, right? And so the way, so if we're developers, so if we can hone in on how we can develop them. And so just really with the fireside is, is really just helping the kids do that. Really the curriculum is, is come follow me, which is interesting for those of you who understand the come follow me curriculum. We've been going through a series of a lot of kings, right, that have happened. And right, we've gone through Solomon and now his son goes off and now uh, Israel's divided and now the scattering well, was all because of the leader. Right. Because they're wicked and the other ones was righteous. Yeah. Everybody got right. destroyed. Then they got scattered. Yep. All that stuff, right? It's the, the, the leaders, right? And so, that you know, obviously, comic book. so, so, you know, we talked about them and, and uh, it just, again, maybe, maybe it's just because my, my frequency is towards leadership, yeah. but I, I feel like you know, uh, Tim Kite said it. He's like, leadership is not um, is not a difference maker. It's the difference maker. Nice. Right. He, he's like, that, that makes I want all the your next tattoo to have that. I want you to tattoo that next. <laughs> your next My body's a temple. <laughs> anyway, Siona, tell us how we can uh, like look you up on social media just to be inspired. You know, I know our time is short. <laughs> You're a busy man. And we're going to share all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hope yeah. Yeah. we can share all his posts and everything. Yep. Yeah, yep. So everybody follow us. So you can see us on all platforms: uh, Apple, Pal, up, Apple iPod, uh, Apple what? Podcast, podcast, as, podcast. and yep. Spotify. We'd like to thank our studios and our sponsor, yes. Encore yes, Marketing Studios, yeah. for providing this time. And I like to tell you guys that 
I'm inspired. Oh, yeah. man. You two guys are fired. No, oh, you inspired and fired. Yonan, thank you, Yonan, yes. for coming out. Yeah, of course, man. Right now, you I'm going to tackle Hobart right now. Right after, <laughs> right after they cue the music, I'm going to tackle him right hey, now. Hey, it's been a pleasure having you on with Good Story. Man, appreciate we that, appreciate man. this interview. Thank you, it was such a So tune in, everybody. We're going to be stepping yeah. with Yonan soon. Yes. We're going to be stepping. Yeah. Yep. So, hey, but thank you for coming out. Thanks, brother. Hope you're having a great summer. And thank you for listening to Good Story. All right, that's All what right. I'm talking about. Dude. Tame the hookers. I know we still eat looting them feds. We made this one for the Negroes. <laughs>